0: I haven't lost yet. I'm the one with the undefeated record. Like none of the other ones. you know, none of the other diseases have beat me. Nothing has, not a single thing. My worst day, I still overcame. And I tell people this all the time. Think of your worst day. Think of that time where you were literally crying on the bathroom floor, praying for God to kill you. You got through that. You're the champion, not this disease. You're undefeated, dude. Exactly. You're the undefeated warrior, not your disease, because you beat them every day up until now.
1: Welcome to Lion Voice. We are your hosts, Sarah and Aaron Sanchez. We created this show designed to inspire, educate, and encourage you on your path to wellness. This show's purpose is to help you put the puzzle pieces of healing into place. Join us as we interview other warriors and discuss how fighting is a mindset, healing consists of choices, and living is the outcome.
2: Wishing your doctors could communicate and come up with a cohesive plan specific to your medical needs and genetics? At Invita Medical Center, they offer a team-style approach, giving you the opportunity to heal. In addition to a commitment of providing radical love and care for their patients, they are strategically located in sunny Arizona because Arizona offers the best integrative medical laws in the country. Call today to speak with one of their patient care coordinators. You can find them online at InVita.com.
1: Line Voice thanks InVita Medical for the continued support. Please reach them at 1-866-830-4576. Hey everybody, we really want to tell you about something that has changed our life.
2: Yes, our Kenyan water machine has absolutely been a game changer.
1: Absolutely. We had such a great response from episode...
2: 64. Episode 64 goes into the details if you have not listened to it as far as why it's been so helpful and what it does, and basically it's alkaline water, but it's also antioxidant rich. So two glasses of fresh water is equivalent to five pounds of blueberries, and it has been radical for us as a household.
1: Yeah, there's, there's so many more uses. We I mean, we had to do a whole episode on it. But basically, go to myfreewaterstore.com to find out more information directly. Go to episode 64. Where you can actually hear Wade Holder talk about all the different ap- uh, applications and benefits from it. And then when you are ready to purchase this machine, we are now distributors. So when you're ready, you call me at 505-681-1770. And there is financing available. If it wasn't for their financing options, we wouldn't have a machine. Mm. Call me. We'll talk through some of those options. And this is going to be a huge benefit to your life.
2: Yes, it is. And we will be talking extensively over this next year, even about fasting and how powerful fasting can be with alkaline water.
1: Yeah. Excellent. Water is key, people.
2: Change your water, change your life.
1: Yep. Welcome to Lime Voice, everybody. We have a great episode today with Jessica Donaldson. Jessica can be found at LimeSouthernBell.com. She has a great blog, great humor. What what an amazing person this is. She has become uh, quite good friends with Sarah. I think you guys are going to really enjoy this episode. In fact, we have her scheduled for other episodes after this one. It will come up here in the future, but I know you guys are really going to this episode with Jessica Donaldson.
2: Welcome to this segment with Jessica Donaldson. This is Jessica's first segment with Lime Boys, and Jessica is the founder of the Lime Southern Bell blog, and I like to call her my blogger extraordinaire. Jessica, welcome to Lime Voice. Thanks for being here. Thank
0: you so much, Sarah. I've been looking forward to this. We've tried so many times. Like, I'm glad we're getting it this time.
2: <laughs> Third time's a charm, fourth Third time. Char- a charm. Yeah, yeah. We're going to get it. We're getting it. <laughs> it happens that way sometimes.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, we just discovered we're besties, so we'll figure it out.
2: Yeah. <laughs> So you wrote an article called Pin the Tail on the Donkey, and this was one of your very first articles, and it was published by The Mighty a while back, and that will be on our show notes page. But I wanted Jessica to talk about this article and what brought her to the point of writing it, because there is so much power in voicing your story. And that is why we started Lion Voice, and we had done a post a few weeks back and I, I wrote it out. I said, my voice, your voice, Lime voice. And I absolutely love it because that is why there is power and there's just power when you hear someone else's story of yeah. like, OK,
0: mm-hmm. that
2: person's life sucks and they got through it. Yep. I can do it, too.
0: <laughs> yep, exactly. I mean, it's kind of a positive take on Misery Loves Company that if you know other people are, have been suffering, too, and have gone through the same thing, well, heck, if they can do it. I can do it or I can at least push myself to do better. You know, even just there, you don't have to be successful at everything. God knows I'm not, you know, (laughs) so it can just be a journey and to definitely just kind of get on the bandwagon of that. Totally. So, Hmm.
2: so tell us about this article. Tell us about pin the tail on the donkey.
0: Okay. So my family has probably had a good 10 years of hearing, bits and pieces of this little rant throughout my life. Uh, <laughs> it was kind of my frustration moment with, I was researching. I'm such a researcher. Always have been. <clears throat> I used to tell doctors with every diagnosis, I'm an information junkie. I will research it to <laughs> the ends of the earth. Cause I want to know how to do I, what I need to do. Like, what can I do to make this better? And, um, well, when you start researching chronic, especially late-stage Lyme disease, you get so many different opinions. You have one doctor that swears you treat it this way. You know, one doctor that it's like lupus. No, it's like cancer. No, it attacks the T cells like eight. Hey, how about we're just sick and we just get better? Like, how about <laughs> that? okay. I just want to know what I need to do to get a little better. You know, I'm not asking for miracles, not asking for you to wave a magic wand. I'm telling you to not tell me I need low-grade chemotherapy for zero cancer. Like, that's just not okay for me. (laughs) You know, I mean, and the things that I was told were just crazy. And then you would go into the diets. Oh, my gosh, the freaking diets that I have been on to try to help with Lyme disease. Lord help my poor body! Like, <laughs> bless its little heart. Like we have done <laughs> everything <laughs> from okay, you can't have sugar. Oh wait, now you need sugar because now your blood sugar is thirty-five. Oh no, wait, now you need to drink a whole bunch of water. Wait, that's too much water. Wait, we gotta do cucumber water too. No, wait, that's lemon, lemon, right? Or turmeric, or you don't know have going. Please, just stop making it so complicated. <laughs> just. It it doesn't have to be this this complicated. It was my kind of jump up on the soapbox and go, you know what? We really don't have this figured out. Can we just start there? Like, that's a good place to start. Let's just figure out what's helped each other. Like, you tell me what's helped you. I'm going to tell you what's helped me. And we can figure this out. You know, it was one of those times for me where I just my therapist had recommended me writing a book. I was like, eh, how about a blog? Like, I can do a blog. (laughs) I don't know about a book. I can do a blog. So this was the first piece that I kind of just put together, and it just flowed right out of me. And I'm sure it doesn't read as funny as it does in my head. But (laughs) (laughs) maybe now hearing my voice and kind of like how I am, people will get it. Um, Because it was really just something that was supposed to be funny for me. Like, it was my lime rant, my time to – jump on that soapbox, and be like, ah, just stop. (sighs) Like, don't come at me with another cure. Don't come at me with another diet, another supplement, another nothing. I don't need any more of them. Like, I just need to know what's helped you so I can figure out what could help me. You know, it was that simple. And it was just kind of grew from there, I guess.
2: So what, I thought I thought the analogy was perfect. As soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah, that totally makes sense. <laughs> it is literally, that's how you feel as physicians are walking around with their blindfolds on trying to figure stuff out. And you're like, really? Are we better off for mm-hmm. the most part? Like, oh, most of us have been doing this a lot of years. yeah. And so I think it just brings to light the discussion that needs to happen in the sense of like, none of us actually know what is going on here Mm -hmm. for the most part people think they do Mm -hmm. and different clinics and different organizations do have different aspects figured out right but that's it Mm -hmm. they have key pieces of the puzzle figured out but the whole picture oh it's one big mess
0: (gasps) yeah (laughs) It's a Monet completely. When you're standing far away from it, it's gorgeous. When you get up to it, you're going, "Oh my goodness, what in the world is going on here?" Like, you know, yeah, and I I could even like we could even take that even a step further to say people that you know haven't been able to embrace this aspect of it, of. The beauty in the chaos. It is chaotic. It is a disease that can attack you on every single level. Like, there is not a level we can discuss that Lyme disease cannot reach. Like, there's just not. You know? So, then why not treat it as a whole body issue? you know it's not a disease rooted issue it's your whole body we have to, and that means your spirit your physical body what you're eating what you're feeding yourself mentally everything you know that, that that's where the healing lies the frustration and the anger and depression and darkness of Lyme disease lies in the pit of how to treat it if we get away mm. from that gosh, you know, we can heal, you know, like you just have to get out of that, that dark pit. That's what
2: it is, you know, and, and start it's so hard to it's get out of our pit. when oh, God, you have symptoms hard. that are literally pinning you down. Oh, I
0: totally understand. I mean, when I actually, which I have another story coming out that I, that's telling my remission story, um, I actually successfully had remission from Lyme disease for about 17 months. So
2: I skipped that. Tell me your tell me, you know, like a two minute version of your story and then the fact that you were in remission. Okay. So
0: um I've been sick basically majority of my life since puberty. Went everything from endometriosis, then it progressed to uh IC, and then non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, sarcoidosis, histoplasmosis, uh, I mean, you name it, they've tried to stick me with it. But, uh, (laughs) and then eventually, 2013, I was diagnosed with Lyme disease, Um, was actually tested, came up positive for Lyme, Babisa, Bartonella, Epstein-Barr virus, and Rickettsia, which I'm probably saying wrong, but that's just how I want to say it. So... (laughs) uh, (laughs) (laughs) You know, I really don't care. So, uh, yeah, so it was very overwhelming for me right away. Um, was with the LLMD doctor and, um, started, I started IV antibiotics because I threw up everything. Like that's one of my go to, oh my goodness, the Lyme is out of control symptoms is when I'm throwing up every day. That's kind of my little red flag that goes, yeah, we need to focus on this a little bit. Um, and so started IV antibiotics, endured six PIC lines and infections and removals, oh. and then finally had a port put in, uh, I think like March 2014 era, sometime around in there, and started, finished out my IV antibiotics. And that year, they told me I, they would be surprised, the doctors told me they would be surprised if I made it to Christmas. I was so sick. Um my decision was, well, then if I don't have much time left, y'all are the first thing to go. I waste no more time in a doctor's <laughs> office. Like, mm-hmm. none. I refuse to see y'all. Okay, cool. <laughs> like, that was just my decision. And it was more... Because, re- uh,
2: because why bother doing more of the Exactly.
0: Same, right? Exactly. And it was a rebellious thing in me, too. Like, okay, you're just telling me I have to accept I'm going to die? uh, no, like, no, I was 30, 30 years old at the time. So no, that's not okay. You're not sending me home to die at 30. That's not happening. I'm going to start figuring out how to figure this out. I got off of every pharmaceutical I was on every pain medicine, slowly and surely started focusing on my diet and got active. I lost 120 pounds. By the summer that oh, they told me no. I was I know, right? <laughs> I lost a whole person. That's what my nephew says. You lost wow, a whole yeah. Team. I was like, I know. <laughs> yeah. By that fall that they had told me I was gonna die, I was enrolling in nursing school and feeling great. I had never felt so good. Like I don't even remember as a teenager feeling that good. When I tell you that remission, like I all get choked up. Remission from disease, I've referred to it many times as the Great Valley from Land Before Time because it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything you can yeah. imagine about it being great, it's even better. Like, oh, it's so sweet. Like, I lived so much. I worked out. I went to school, was there for my nephews, bartended on Bill Street girl, I lived. And then slowly, like, symptoms started coming back. And I didn't want to admit it. Like, I powered through about a year of going, no, I just have strep. No, it's normal for a 32 year old to have shingles. No, you know, like, (laughs) denial was big, like, so big. And then eventually ended up, uh, working for a pharmacy that their granddaughter ended up getting diagnosed with Lyme. At the same time, I was realizing I was no longer under a mission and that's my little port sister. I absolutely adore my baby and um, I'll have to send her this so she can hear a little shout out to (laughs) her. Um, And that's really where everything kind of went downhill, but in a beautiful way. Like, my body started declining rapidly. Um, the symptoms that started having of Lyme disease again, I have seizure-like episodes that last up to 30 minutes. Um, I never had that before. The neurological side mm, wasn't yeah. nearly what it is this time. Whoa. You talk about, like, doing your mind flip out of – my goodness. I had a hard time accepting this one. Like, I really did. I had to mourn myself all over again. And – um But then as I started writing and as I started making these connections with these amazing, beautiful souls, like just some of the purest hearts and most biggest spirits I've ever met, like readers started reaching out to me and I started connecting to them and I started forming these lasting bonds with people at a time when i felt isolated and alone and yeah. it became so empowering for me because i knew sharing my story was helping somebody else so i could handle the emotion of it easier like just interesting.
2: to interesting huh.
0: yeah just to be able you know, i guess i don't have children um i guess it's kind of a mother's love kind of thing i have always had a heart that I want to love everybody, like bring them all to me. I'll love all the babies, mm. all ages. I don't <laughs> care, you know? So, and I've done that before when I was younger, you know, I was a house mom for abused and neglected teenage girls and children. And it's just my heart. I just want to help. You know, I just yeah, want to, you do. this is what's been the, with, this is what I've been through. Tell me your story too. And let me just love on you. Like, that's all I want to do. Okay. I want to make you laugh and I want to love on you.
2: <laughs> yes. Right. God, not valuable. Mm-hmm. But now do you think I mean, you are already that way because you did at 18 have a be house mom. And that's one of the things that initially connected. I was like, oh, I have a heart for orphans. And you were like, I have a heart for. orphans. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, but I think going through this loss i see two different types of reactions when you go through this type of a loss people react in two different ways that i see one they're like oh my gosh i want to help everyone i don't want anyone else to suffer in this capacity ever Mm -hmm. and i i meet a ton of people and then i meet people who are like this has been so traumatic i can't stay here i have to get out right and i I, I think there's value in both perspectives. I really is. And I think it changes because I think it ebbs and flows because I do the same thing. I'm like, oh, this is too much. I can't handle this, mm-hmm. blah, 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 disengage a little. And then I'm like, and then something happens and you see someone have breakthrough or you see someone move to that next level and you're like, ah, it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I mean, I, I just
0: told you, you know, right before we started recording that I just had the last few days where I just had to cry it out. I had to cry it all out. And that was okay. You know it's okay for us to be sad, like yeah, it's it also is. equally okay for you to be happy and sick too. Like those are both okay. Um,
2: yeah. You know, like I, interesting. I've never heard. I've never heard anyone address that and say it's okay to be sad. Yes, but it's okay to be happy too. It
0: is. I mean, I kind of feel like, especially once I started sharing my story more. I would have people literally ask questions that I, that you could perceive as very, very negative in nature. What did you do wrong for your Lyme disease to come back? You know, things like that. Or, you know, why do you think you can help anybody more than I can? I don't. Mm -hmm. I just know that this is my truth and that I want to help. And if you want to come on board and get on board this little groovy train we got going, that's cool. If you don't, that's cool, too. Like, I'm not going to push anybody to do anything. But I really think that we should push ourselves to find the beauty and the pain of whatever it is. There's um, this really, really great book that I absolutely love. um, And it's the 12 Archaeotypes. um, uh, I can't even think of the name now. Dad, I'll have to send it to you. It'll come back to you. It'll come to you. (laughs) But what it basically says is. We have these different stages in our life. And to put it in the simplest terms, you start off in the innocence phase where you have childlike faith, where you can believe anything is possible. If you want to fly off the roof, girl, I'll tell you, you can. Okay? yes, (laughs) I have no problem with that. Then you enter the second stage where there's inevitable betrayal. Something's going to betray us. If it's going to be our body, a friend, a loved one, a flat tire, whatever, there's going to be some form of betrayal. Then you fall into the orphan category, which I think this is why I love this whole little frame of thought as as much as I do. Because you've been betrayed, you've lost your hope. You lost what you thought was your safety net. You lost your parental... um, bond, I guess, so to say, with yourself. So you have two options in the orphan phase, which you just spoke on. You have the one that is the rebel, wants to change the world, wants to make sure that nobody else ever suffers like this again. And you have the other side where they're in the darkness and they're in the pit. But there's value with both because both have the option to progress to their warrior phase. And that is where you realize you're not broken. You're not your disease. You're not your diagnosis or what every other, any other label that's been tried to put on you. You're not. You're a warrior that overcomes daily battles. You heal every single day from things that would send most people crying in a corner. You're a warrior. Wow. So then the whole idea of thought is, Once you realize you're a warrior, you realize you have the tools to get through whatever betrayal that comes along because you know you're a warrior. So then you can have your childlike faith again. You can have your hope. You can put your trust, trust specifically, not hope. You can trust that there's better Mm -hmm. days ahead. You can trust it at that stage.
2: Is that called... The Hero Within, the yes. six archetypes yes. we live by? Yep, that's Okay, it. I, l- yep. I looked it up as you were talking, yep. and it's already in my cart. It's I'm absolutely like, oh my it. gosh, it looks amazing. It's I've it. never heard, I mean, I, lo- I like to study archetypes and understand them, and but I haven't seen that whole, um, like, circle, transitional circle between the orphan, the innocent, the magician, the wanderer, mm-hmm. the warrior, the altruistic. But you do go through those phases. You do. For
0: sure. I mean, and especially, especially if you're someone that's battled chronic illness most of your life, you know, you, you're a warrior. You know, like, I've had conversations oh, yeah. with myself. Dude, you have
2: to be. You have to, right. You have to be in order to get up everyday day. Mm-hmm.
0: I've told, I've told others, and I've had to tell myself, I love the, um quote from Alice in Wonderland. I give very good advice, but I very seldomly take it. <sighs> <laughs> I am Alice. <laughs> <laughs> but, so I, I troll off my train thought, <laughs> but that's
2: so oh, true. <laughs> I am Alice.
0: I am totally that's Alice. Hilarious. Like <laughs> that is how I feel. But, um, that once you like have established it, you realize, think of your darkest day. Like, All of us that have had chronic illness, I guarantee you, you have probably thought of suicide. Guarantee you. absolutely. Probably. I mean, like, I would say about, I mean, at least 99%. And I'd like like to make that 1% because you were a unicorn, dear sir. And I would love to.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Okay. You know, what was so fascinating just this week, I was listening to an interview and, um, the psychiatrist said that they interviewed. There was this big study done, and they interviewed all the people. I don't know the era if it was in the nineties or to early two thousands, where they interviewed people who had jumped off the Brooklyn Bridge. Oh to
0: commit yes, Yeah. Have you heard this story? Yes, I have not. Okay. It.
2: Yes, it. We have been talking about it all week. Erin and I just keep talking about it because we suicide is such a mm. huge issue in this community, and I know jessica and i have spoken she had a a, a reader follower who mm-hmm. a reader who was following her who committed suicide after x number of years of suffering and we have get notifications and messages from family members whose family members have committed suicide mm-hmm. and it's this daunting thing and the psychiatrist said he said that they interviewed Now only one percent of people who jump off the brooklyn bridge survive mm-hmm. so of those one percent who survive 99 percent die of the one percent Every single one of them said they instantly regretted it the moment they did it. Yep. And one of the things we've talked about is there is a quote says people do not commit suicide because they want to die. They commit suicide because they want to stop the pain. Yep. And mm-hmm. that is absolutely so true. Yep. Over and over again, it's not it is. that they want to die; it's that no. they have no hope left in them yep. that the next day isn't going to be just as atrocious as the last five years.
0: Right, and then when you're looking down, reality. right, and when you're looking down the a tunnel, you know, or even into a pit. Really, I mean, let's call it a pit because that's what it is. You know, when you're looking down into a pit and you're at the bottom of it like that, you can't see anything past your own like past what's going on you can't see that there's better days ahead because you've lost any trust hope faith anything that there is you just you've lost it and it's not that you want to die in any way i mean i, I i'll ugh, sorry I'll admit, even with this time around not being in remission, I've begged my brother to even kill me before. And it's not me wanting to die. It's I don't want to be in this much pain anymore. That's all it is. I don't want to feel tortured. But we can do so many things if we can acknowledge that those times are going to happen because we deal with the daily battles we do. And because, you know, something that comes easy to somebody else, like having a healthy immune system (laughs) doesn't come as easier to us. So that's okay. We're going to have the darkness, but when you're able to feel that darkness, you can also feel that depth of light too. You can like as close Mm -hmm. as you feel to death, You can feel alive in this as well. You can. You just have to be able to acknowledge that it's okay. Like, just like storm clouds, you know, a bad day is going to pass. 10 bad years? Heck yeah, I've been there too, honey. Like, whoa. (laughs) I used to pray for just an hour break from pain. Like, just get an hour. That's all I'm asking. Or you can just give me the strength to deal with this, but I have to have one or the other. And mm. it's amazing to see when you open yourself up to those options, what other things can fall into your lap. If you don't so give us
2: an example, Jessica, okay. of being in that super dark, horrendous place that we have all been many times. Mm-hmm. How do you build yourself up? How do you do it? What do you say to yourself?
0: Okay, so this is, this is exactly what I say, and I actually have it written out several times. I probably even have it posted around my room at this point. Um, first, faith makes things possible, not easy. I have to remind mm. myself that. I can put my faith, if you're not a religious person, I'm not leaning towards one religion over the other. I can put my faith into the greater good goodness, light, and love, God, if you will, Um, and know that I'll have the strength and I'll have the well of strength that I need to get through these battles. And then also I remind myself this one little thing. I haven't lost yet. I'm the one Mm -hmm. with the undefeated record. Like (gasps) none of the other ones, you know, none of the other diseases have beat me. Nothing has. Not a single thing. My worst day, I still overcame. And I tell people this all the time. Think of your worst day. Think of that time where you were literally crying on the bathroom floor, praying for God to kill you. You got through that. You're the champion, not this disease. You're undefeated, dude. Exactly. You're the undefeated warrior, not your disease. Because you beat them every day up until now. So Jessica,
2: I love that.
0: I mean, and that's, I, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And that's what I have to remind myself. I mean, and, and I remind my readers too. I try to as much as I can that you, you can be so much more than just your disease and just your pain mm. because you're more than that. You are more than that. You know, you have more to share than just your suffering. You have a beautiful spirit. You have a beautiful story. You were made to help somebody else. You know, we were made to have a community. And why not embrace each other? You know, why not? Why throw all this hatred? I mean, that's one of the things that led me to keep writing was just there is so much negative, you know, like just so much ugliness within the the whole chronic illness community and the world really I mean we'll just be honest the whole entire world right now it's just a mess well (laughs) we won't get my hippie side too much on her
2: (laughs) it is no but you bring up a really good point you have to consciously Mm -hmm. choose to seek out the light you do the positivity to find what is giving you energy mm-hmm. and not focus on what is taking. Exactly.
0: Your energy. And I kind of came to an epiphany. Um, one day when I wrote a post and I was up at four o'clock in the morning throwing up and I was throwing up for hours. I am not kidding you. It was horrendous. But as soon as it stopped and I was able to go outside, I watched the sunrise and it was so beautiful. And when you have moments like that, like even in photography and art, if you can see the contrast between your dark moments and the really beautiful ones, you can embrace it even more because they become more beautiful. You know, I mean, if you've lived your life stuck or in pain and in suffering, if you can embrace just a little bit of the beauty It's going to look like it's in high technicolor to you. I mean, high definition, technicolor all the way. You will have the prettiest rosy glasses you've ever seen. Okay. (laughs) Because it'll be be more beautiful because you've dealt with the darkness. You know? Yeah. You've done it. So you can do it. If you can tangle with your demons every night, if you can tango with your body fighting back at you at every freaking turn and your mind too, oh, let's just throw that one on the table too. (sighs) (laughs) You know, just throw it all out there. If you can do that, honey, there's nothing you can't do. Okay, there's just not. You cannot convince me you can't. You know, so I mean, and then I have to remind myself that. And there's so much power when you start changing the narrative in your own head. You know, if it's by writing a blog or if it's by joining a support group, write a book. Heck, just even do a post a little bit longer than your Twitter characters. <laughs> and uh,
2: <laughs> you'll be just a and I have both <laughs> connected over the fact that we could not handle condensing all of what is going on in our brains under 140 characters. I can't do that. I cannot do that. I can't either. (laughs)
0: Like, my posts on Facebook never have the pretty background because they're way too long, okay? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't even get the option. (laughs) No. (laughs) But if you'll open yourself up and even just getting these things out and seeing your struggles and seeing where your passion is and where your purpose is... It's going to empower you, and it's going to empower the next person that you meet and the next. It's such a huge ripple effect. We can actually make change in the world that we, our generations are screaming for if we're the change. You have mm-hmm. to be the change. You can't expect somebody else to do it for you. It won't happen. It
2: just won't. Wow. Like Jessica, that is perfectly said. Well, thank you. <laughs> it is. Like that's it. Okay, cut the show. We're done.
0: <laughs> that's it. So now you know everything you need to know. So
2: <laughs> there you go. We just solved all of your problems solved right there, people. Yep. <laughs> I mean, you'd be amazed just at what good. I could get
0: done this sick from my porch. I mean, my God.
2: <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you for your time. Thank you for talking to us, even though you were throwing up at 4 a.m. this morning. Um, Check out Jessica Donaldson. Her blog is at Lime Southern Bell. Finding Beauty in the Pain. She's on Facebook a ton. Thank you so much for being here, Jessica. Thank you
0: so much, Sarah. And I love y'all's show. Y'all, you got to follow on, boys. Come on. Like, what are you doing (laughs) if you're not?
2: Like, come on, people. Get on board. Yay. Yes. Yes, definitely. Rate, review, subscribe, all that. Oh, yeah, all that
0: good (laughs) stuff. Lime Southern Bells, me on everything. Lime Voice, they're on everything. We've got the branding pretty down. So (laughs) just Google it up and let's follow and let's spread some love, y'all. Let's spread some light. Please love each other. You know, Mm, just just love on each other a little bit. Yes.
2: For nearly two decades, Invita Medical Center has been leading the way with the latest in personalized treatment options designed for patients dealing with Lyme disease complex. At Invita Medical Center, they offer a team-style approach and the latest technology regarding treatment and testing at an unmatched, radical love and care environment for their patients. Call to speak to one of the patient care coordinators today to learn why hundreds of patients choose Invita Medical Center each year. You can find them online at invita.com. Disease is contrary to life. Therefore, wherever disease exists, life must also fight to exist.
1: Good job fighting, Lyme fighters. Keep it up. We'll see you next time. Line Voice contains general information about medical conditions and treatments. The information is not advice and should not be treated as such. Okay, Lincoln? Okay. The medical information on Line Voice is provided as is without any representations, warranties, expressed or implied. Okay? Okay. Line Voice makes no representations or warranties in relation to the medical information on this podcast. You must not rely on the information on this podcast as an alternative to medical advice from your doctor or other professional health care provider. If you have any specific questions about your medical matter, you should consult your doctor or other professional health care provider. And for you, you consult your parents, okay? Okay. If you think you may be suffering from any medical condition, you should seek immediate medical attention. You should never delay seeking medical advice, disregard medical advice, or discontinue medical treatment because of information on this podcast. Got it, Lincoln? Got it.